0: And welcome to Where Are A Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with the former RAs of NYU and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. I'm tonight's co host, Siona Samuel, a junior from CAS studying economics and politics at an RCA in Greenwich.
1: And I'm Tom Ellett, the other co host, and I serve as the Senior Associate Vice President of Student Affairs. Welcome, Siona. So tell me a little bit about the RCA position and how you're doing in it.
0: Um, so the RCA position, Dom, it basically stands for Resource Center Assistant, and we work very closely with the residence hall resource managers. And our job, I guess, is more administrative, so we don't work one-on-one with residents, but we try to do everything to make sure that their experience within residence halls is smooth, not only that they're well integrated within the society of the residence hall, but to make sure that the aspects of their actual living situation work out well and are all aligned.
1: Well we're glad to have someone as dedicated as you in this position. Thank you. We have a great guest tonight.
0: We do. David Mitchell served as an RA in 7A for Heather Cohen and Florentina Nobleson Williams during the 2009 and 10 academic years. Welcome David and thank you for joining us on today's show. It's a real pleasure having you on. So tell me, how are you and where are you?
2: Doing great. And and thanks for having me on, Fiona. Tom, looking forward to this. I'm currently living in Brooklyn, Fort Greene, to be exact.
1: Tell us what you've been doing since you've graduated, David.
2: When I graduated, I went straight to Vanderbilt Law School to pursue my law degree. And then I graduated in 2013 and came back to New York. And I've been working as a labor and employment attorney here at a firm called Hogan Level since then.
0: And as an aspiring lawyer, I'm just wondering what inspired you to be a lawyer? I guess it was in
2: high school. I was taking American Legal Systems course. And I thought about, you know, I I enjoyed that course. And I thought about some skill sets and things that I really enjoy. And I did like to get into arguments here and there. So I thought, using the, my kind of logic skills and my problem solving skills. I thought that was a good path for me.
1: Now, I know Siona is not going to want to get into arguments with me, but you know what is the most interesting part of being a lawyer today for you?
2: Today, as I mentioned, I'm a labor and employment attorney, and we'll get into some of this later. It, it kind of makes sense with the path that I had, but I worked when I was at NYU at the Career Development Center, helping people chart out their career. So I always liked the kind of people aspect of that job, helping people with their jobs. So now I do that in in the sense I'm helping these companies navigate working with their employees and working through certain employee issues. And it's just really got, like I said, this people base to it. And that really makes it so that of, there's never a dull day. Everybody has jobs and everybody knows that when you're on your job, it's really important to people. It's it's almost as important as family. So weird things tend to happen. And I like kind of working through the facts of these employment issues to learn what's going on with employees and their managers.
0: Jumping back to your time at Washington Square, what did you study while you were at NYU?
2: So like many future law students, I studied politics and economics.
0: Uh, Me too. Me too. So I guess I'm doing well in that aspect. And were you involved in any extracurricular activities?
2: I was. I was a career development peer educator. There used to be a position as Tom, I'm sure you remember where the peer educators live, Basically, many RAs is what I thought thought of myself. So we didn't have as much responsibility, but we did work with the residents in these different facets of resident life. And as a work-study student at the Wasserman Center, I felt like I could help as a peer educator. So that was one extracurricular activity. I also worked in the peer mentor program. I was the vice president and financial chair, uh, which was really just what it sounds like. Students trying to help each other through the day-to-day struggles of being on campus and working through their careers and just, you know, serving as a resource to each other. And then finally, obviously, I worked (laughs) as an RA.
1: David, remind me where you were a peer educator, because I believe they were only in the first year residence halls.
2: That's right. That's right. I was at Brittany Hall.
1: So you transitioned from Brittany being kind of on the team, then over to alumni 7A.
2: Exactly. And I ended up, as you mentioned, working with Heather and Florentina. I have to, to give a shout out to my freshman year roommate. I actually lived in Brittany freshman year as well, who was one of the first people on this podcast, Andy Chang. He was already working uh, at 7A and and put in a good word for me when I applied to become an RA there.
1: Can you talk a little bit about the different skill set in, in terms of being a peer than moving into the RA, or was it similar?
2: It was a little bit similar, but like I said, you wanted to serve as a resource to the residents in both, but you really did have just an increased responsibility when you're an RA. The residents came to you for very specific things when you're a peer educator, but you know they, there could be any host of issues that a resident might have when You were an RA. You were their kind of first line of defense that they came to you to ask you if you could help them. And so that added level of responsibility and taking care of an entire floor, that was certainly different. So,
0: in my experience, and I'm relatively new to this position, I've already seen the impact that you can have in the residents' lives. But I was just wondering what made you want to apply for the RA position?
2: So, there are a few different things. When I was a peer educator, I got the opportunity to work closely with RAs. And I, I really just kind of liked the kind of team building and the sense of community that they had just amongst each other. So I thought I would want to do that in a kind of more full-time capacity, but also my, my freshman year experience. I'm originally from Delaware. I came to New York as an 18-year-old, knowing that it would be different than some of my other friends, their college experience. And I was kind of seeking out that community. And I thought that Being an RA, that's a big part of your responsibility is you're helping students build that community. And it's in a challenging place, New York City, where, you know, a lot of people are, (laughs) they have their own friend groups and they want to pretend that they're too cool for this kind of community building stuff. But everybody needs their own community. They need someone that they can turn to. So I thought as someone who was dealing with that as a freshman, My RAs were great with that aspect of community building. So I wanted to kind of pay it forward myself.
1: What is that transition like? I mean, coming from a more rural place to New York City, what were some of the challenges that you faced, David? And do you remember who the RAs were that made it so helpful for you in that transition?
2: I do. And I know Danny Lee was one. And Sam, I can't, for for whatever reason, I can't remember his last name right now. But they were both just full of energy and they had been through it before. And so they made it easy for us. I just remember that experience as a freshman, everybody wanting to seem like they knew what they were doing. But so many of us were just kind of lost and it was a lot of help to have those RAs there. The difficulty was you're growing, you're learning who you are in this kind of critical period of your life. There are so many people around you, but you could go a whole day uh, without speaking to to many of them because everybody's so busy and the hustle and bustle of the the city. So, uh, you know, you, you have to step outside of yourself a little bit and seek out. Those friendships in that, that community. I, I thought that was a little bit different than where I'm from, Delaware, where especially a college like the University of Delaware, where you can just kind of go out on the green and run into people.
0: Um, like you mentioned, David, your RA's freshman year had an impact on you wanting to apply for the position. And I had a similar story with my RA freshman year who encouraged me to apply for the position as well. And I didn't think I'd have this position. Was it the same for you? Did you always want to be an RA while you were an undergrad student? Or did that happen as a course of your freshman year and experiences you had freshman year?
2: Yeah, so I, when I was a freshman, I, I thought about it. Certainly hadn't decided then. I thought, oh, this was interesting. And you know, I really appreciated them. But it was when I became a peer educator that I, I kind of made that decision that I definitely want to do this. And f- for the reasons I, I discussed, you know, they, they were a tight unit. People stepped up for each other and trading shifts. And when things got difficult, you, you had this built-in team already. Though so I thought that it would be great to have that, uh, that network of people supporting you. So I, I made sure that I wanted to apply for my senior year.
1: One of the big things that you have to do, David, is obviously interact with the residents. Talk a little bit about that relationship that you created with your peers as the leader of the floor. And then uh, do you stay connected with any of those students?
2: I ended up at 7A, wh- where there were a lot of singles. So this is one of the more, the more challenging residence halls to build community. So I knew that going into it. And people think of some of the residents as being siloed off and things like that. So. I understood that and I still wanted to make those connections. So I ended up having a good relationship with my residents, knowing those challenges up front. I approached it by making sure that I treated them with respect to kind of set the tone of the floor. And so we had our different events each month and bulletins trying to get them to come out to different events. I made sure that the respect of their time was kind of always underlined and what they were trying to accomplish in their goals through my career development angle. So I thought that was great that was one way that I really got to connect with them. And then it translated to as I would need to serve as like a mediator sometimes in, in, you know, things that were going on between the residents. They knew that I respected them and they paid back that respect to me. And so That was really what I tried to cultivate on the floor was this culture of respecting each other and understanding that, you know, we're all kind of on the same floor, even if everybody has their own rooms. And you asked, do I I stay in touch? Yeah, I'm connected with a lot of my former residents on social media. And, you know, we comment on each other's posts and kind of continue to support each other as we grow in our careers.
0: David, you mentioned setting this culture on your floor and that attitude with your residents. And one of my favorite things about NYU is the activism and that culture of respecting the diversity that is here at NYU and I was wondering back in your days as an alumni what were the biggest issues happening on campus?
2: Honestly some of the biggest issues that were happening like I said 2009, 2010 so we were still pretty much right in the midst of the recession. And, you know, folks in 7A, they were juniors and seniors. They they tended to be more juniors and seniors. So people were thinking about their futures. And it was a, a difficult time for everyone. People had kind of sunk in all this money to their schooling. And now they're thinking about the next step. And there was like this kind of nervousness in seeing what was happening in the economy. So I tried to help with that a lot because even as an RA, I still was a peer educator. The role wasn't just to live in the residence hall role. So I made sure to let everyone know that that was something that I could still try to help out with. I was well connected at our career development center. It was, it was kind of top of mind for a lot of people. And so I I tried to make sure that I was a resource for them. And I, I remember myself applying to law school and people saying, is this the time to do that? It used to be that you would go to law school and there were just a lot of offers for some of these lucrative positions. That wasn't as guaranteed back when I applied. So it was a scary time.
1: Dave, you mentioned earlier about uh, some skills that you use currently. Can you think of anything in particular right from the RA position that you take and you use today in a day-to-day basis as a lawyer?
2: There are a few things. I, so one is is the responsibility. Anybody who comes to NYU, like I said, you're, you have to grow up a bit. You're dealing with a lot with the city generally, but the RA role, you're you're responsible for your residents on the floor and you need to be reliable. So One of the things about my job, I'm a senior associate now, I've been here at the job for five years at my firm, Hogan Levels. And you need to really take ownership over the projects. And that's how you get more complex projects. That's how you really gain the trust of the more senior attorneys in the firm. You have to show that you can not only handle this responsibility, but that you're gonna take ownership over whatever the project is, not just your piece. You're gonna really go out there and try to make sure that you're contributing in a way that they don't need to be checking up on you and worrying about you. So the RA job taught me that. And then just one other thing was is time management. We're in school. I was working on campus, juggling a lot, and so you had to learn how to really plan out your day, plan out your weeks. And I'm juggling a lot on the job now, whether you know it's serving as an employment special on a cross-border deal, or uh, just the day-to-day client counseling that I do. There's a lot of different balls that are in the air at the same time, so. The RA job certainly prepared me for that.
0: So I'm starting my third year at NYU, and from what I can gather, it's not a traditional college experience. How has that experience helped you when you think back on your time at the university?
2: Well, yeah, it's not a traditional college experience. It it helped me mature, it helped me learn more about who I was, you know, things that surprised me about who I was, but even more so about who I wanted to be. The college experience is fun, But being in this place that there are so many successful people around you, so many people who are just ambitious and and hungry, it made me think about different opportunities that I had that I could pursue. It made me really just kind of grow up and and I had a lot of fun, but it made me just be more conscious about the the goals I wanted to achieve in my life.
1: David, that's really helpful advice in terms of what you're doing and, and how you're using those skills that you've gained. Now it's time for some fast take Questions and I'm going to start off with favorite tradition at NYU.
2: I I don't know about my about my favorite tradition at NYU but I know that I really did like our tongue-in-cheek football team slogan uh, which was undefeated
0: since World War II.
2: I really like that.
0: (laughs) Did you go abroad while you were at NYU?
2: No, I actually never ended up going abroad, but I definitely strongly considered it. And and I feel like I missed out by not going.
1: Well, you have to have an answer to this question. Best dining
2: hall. I got to go with Palladium. I just thought they had the best variety. I used to joke that I could have a very productive day at Palladium and never leave the building. I worked at Wasserman. I could work out at the gym. I can get a great meal at the Palladium dining hall and then go to sleep. When I, was, when I was living there.
0: Any celebrity sightings as an NYU student? Not many. <laughs> Me and a couple of friends
2: did run into Tyson Beckford once though.
1: Finally, what was your most memorable experience as an RA? Okay,
2: my, my favorite, most memorable experience was, and I think they were called the RA Olympics, where uh, the 7A residence hall, we competed in a series of games against the other residence halls. Now, I, I can't remember if we ended up finishing well, but we made shirts which I still have mine. And we had a whole lot of fun coming up with corny chants to keep the team amped up the whole time.
1: Well, send us a picture of it so I can put on the podcast uh, with you wearing that shirt.
2: (laughs) I will. will, I'll dig it out and and put it on.
0: David, thank you so much for spending time with Dom and I to discuss your journey and where your life after NYU has taken you. As always, thanks to our listeners who can stay connected with RA alums who are living the dream school alumni version life.
1: Again, thank you, David. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: And special thanks to my engineer, Juliana,
1: Fonseca, Alesso, and the current professional staff and alums like Heather Cohen of NYU who assisted these great RAs in skill acquisition along the way. If you like the show, look for more content on www.whereareanow.com or read their favorite books by going to whatthey'rereading.blogspot.com and tweet at me, T.E. Ellett, for some shout-outs. Until next time, think about how you can contribute to a better community wherever you are residing.